0: Welcome to our podcast, Transparently Speaking. I am Diana and I have a son who transitioned at a young age to become his true self.
1: And I am Joy. I have also supported my daughter to transition at an early age. We are here to share our experience and our learning along this journey.
0: We want to provide support and guidance parent to parent. And if you find yourself on a similar journey, we want you to know that you are not alone. So let's dive in, Transparently Speaking. Are in like the holiday seasons where lots of people are in family gatherings, and you know, we've talked a lot about how to set boundaries and stresses and all that stuff. But I also want to talk today, Joy, about the opposite. About like what are the things that you love about the holiday seasons that really allow you to appreciate your family and and our kids because I know we've talked about this before. I feel very blessed. I feel my life has changed for the better. Being allowed to be on this gender journey with Clark and now Dinah. And I'm also far enough along that it's not always on my mind too, that I get to enjoy all of my little humans. I guess some of them are now taller than I am, but whatever. They'll always be my little humans. I get to enjoy them. You know, for who they are. And I feel like that doors opened even wider with them being able to tell us their truth. And we get to see like all of who they are and their amazing beauty. I love that, Diana. And
1: what we were exploring a little bit before we hopped on to record was how stressful things tend to be at the end of the year. <laughs> and so, and how stressful different parts of this journey are. And so, I think what we're hoping to share today is a little bit about our own gratitude and how we tend to search for and remind ourselves of these gifts of our beautiful children and how this journey can show up as such a gift itself.
0: Yeah. I mean, what are those moments that you get a chance to just slow down? Like for us, You know, there's the hustle and bustle of getting together with family and which is its own gift. And, you know, there's so much focus on getting here and having the gifts and doing this and doing that. But like, I think about the times, well, for us, we celebrate Hanukkah as well. And lighting the candles always gives us a moment where all of us come together. No electronics, no distractions. And we have a very specific tradition where um, each, luckily we have four kids and there are eight candles. So everyone gets two, that works really, two days, it works really well. But we also have a tradition that we have this leather bound journal where we have eight questions, one question for each night. And we ask and whatever people say is on their mind to answer that question, we write it down. And so it's become a tradition for us to stop. And the kids are the ones that always ask us, read the last answers, read the old answers. Cause especially when they're around three years old, they said the most ridiculous things and it's hilarious. But I just think about how grateful I am for that moment to slow down, to unplug, even if it's just for a few minutes and having this journal, I'm trying to think of a different word, but this, you know, record of our lives of how they've kind of evolved into who they are and and hearing their thoughts and what's important to them like i i just always in awe of my kids all of them in that moment just to be together and to celebrate who they are and who they're becoming that's amazing and i remember you sharing a bit about that tradition before and i've been so
1: envious and i've been like oh i, I love that idea how could i incorporate it. And I still haven't. And it makes me try to think about, you know, I'm like, oh yes, when they were little, it would have been so funny. And I'm like, and you know what? Yes, my twins are 14 and my youngest is 11 and they still have so much growing to do. So there's no time like the present to just start doing something like that. I love this idea. And I'm really curious about these questions. Are they like, just random questions and are they the same every year? Or how does yes, they are?
0: They are the same every year. They've had to change the years. Cause so one day is dedicated to each one of us. So as the family's grown, we've had to take questions away to be able to give someone, you know, the next person a question. So so right there we have six of the eight days taken up. And so it'd sound like, what do you like most about mom or doing with mom? So the other five answer that question. So if that question were that day then the question for me would be, what is something you want to work on this year? Um, And so that's how we do it. If it's your day, then, and then the other two days, one is your favorite memory of the year. I think it's the first day. And the last day is what is something you're proud of that you did this year you accomplished. So, but even like that tradition aside, I mean, people always have traditions. I'm like, Oh, I wish I had done that. That's amazing. But even when I think about we sometimes drive to see family, and that's five and a half hours of quality family time <laughs> and, and I mean some of it they're on their electronics and it's fine, and other times um, we have fun memories of like uh, Arthur and I sometimes like to sing, but we learned on the last drive that Diana does not enjoy that and asks us to keep it down <laughs> but sometimes we'll ask questions or. Sometimes I think that like we're so focused on gender sometimes it's fun to take it beyond that. So a lot of times I can get my kids to open up if I tell them stories of when I was young. So I might share a story of when I was young, this memory, that memory, and it opens them up to start sharing some of their own. And it's amazing to hear what they remember. So I'm even, you know, some
1: I'm even hearing in these questions, right? What was, you know, a favorite memory from the year or, or what have you they're, they're always so much fun to hear the responses to
0: yes and they take you by surprise sometimes that like how insightful they might be or the things that they really appreciated like it's, i there's so many times where i think like wow oh, they don't really show much gratitude for that and then you come to that question and they're like i love writing it i think the year of covid i got i love running errands with mom Because that was our time to, that was Clark. And that was our time to like talk uninterrupted. We got out of the house, even if it was to have somebody put groceries in our trunk, you know, like whatever. (laughs) Because I think showing gratitude is a learned skill. And I think, especially in these younger ages, where they're not always in tune with other people and other people's perspectives and how they feel and all those things, it's still there, just comes out in different ways. Well, I heard you make a comment there about sometimes we get so wrapped up in the gender sort of piece. But let's be honest, like at the beginning of the journey, I remember somebody telling me there'll become a time where you won't always be thinking about this. And I I could not imagine that time ever happening. So I think maybe if I think back to the first holidays, I probably was thinking about what are the things that would most affirm my child. And if I had to go back now to my younger self, tell them, don't worry. Like, you know, your child has nothing to do with how they identify. What is it that they like? Who are they? What do you want to expose them to? Like sometimes we use gifts as a way to expose them to something new, maybe a musical instrument, maybe a game, maybe a book, like, How they identify doesn't need to change that. I totally get like wanting to affirm them and show that supportive self. But at the end of the day, it's like, who are they? Like, what do they like? And and how somebody identifies doesn't really tell you that.
1: No. And this concept of gifts can be used (laughs) in both ways. We were sort of chuckling about how gift received that was very gender focused. It either hits the mark or totally is off <laughs> off the mark sometimes. So if you're somewhere in this journey of trying to figure out how gender fits in, I love this advice which is think more about outside of that space of gender identity. How else do they identify? Are they into music? Are they into animals? Are they into sport, right? And one of the things that I love and I've really encouraged To be doing this as the kids got older with grandparents. I don't know about you, Diana, but grandparents, from our experience, love giving and buying gifts like things like tchotchkes. And we just don't need that kind of stuff in the (laughs) house, especially when they were little, right? It was just something that could get used or played with for like five or 10 minutes and then get thrown away. And we really encourage grandparents to identify something, an activity an experience that they could go enjoy with their grandkids. And that's been a special gift because not only is it something they can take away and look forward to, but it's going to be special time spent together to help create memories and have an experience together.
0: I think with our grandparents who were further away, it wasn't so much about an experience together. It was, though, I remember, because I got this advice when Clark was a baby To try to prevent the number of toys, like ask for a membership. Like, so that used to be a real common gift from my dad is it was a family gift. It was the best gift ever. And it was a zoo membership. And then we could go anytime we wanted. The kids loved animals and it was fine. Like it, you know, when they're little, they were done after 30 minutes. It was meltdown. Like you didn't, I didn't feel guilty about leaving because you know we had a membership, we could come and go whenever we wanted. So yeah, that's something that we did.
1: Yeah, I love that. And the other benefit of doing something like that, a membership is it doesn't have to be the whole family, right? Like you can, again, because you didn't maybe have to fork out the cash up front and try to think about it so much, you're more flexible with how much time you spend there, who all needs to go. <laughs> how can we navigate some of that?
0: Yeah, that's great. But what advice would you give your younger self. I mean, do you remember what the first few holidays were like?
1: I am remembering that key things that felt back to this like concept of being really affirming, like we have, we hang stockings and we do St. Nick's Day as a tradition in our house. And typically we, St. Nick comes, I don't know if it's, is it like December, the night of December 5th or December 6th? And in our house, it's typically like small toys and or candies and and things like that. Uh, But on each stocking, we had the kids' names. So a big gender affirming thing for Samantha, obviously, was just updating the name early on in our journey. And that was a really kind of fun and exciting thing, I think, that she was pretty proud of to make sure that that reflected her identity. I'm trying to think, other things, what would I tell my younger self? I think I would, in my old age wisdom here, I would tell myself just to create more space and time. I've always felt really stressed around the holidays. I'm a procrastinator. So even buying gifts is like a disaster all the time.
0: (laughs) I'm laughing because that's one way we're similar. Mm (laughs)
1: And so I'm so glad. Actually, I already started middle of November. I happened to be out. There was a maker fair and I was out with some friends and I started thinking, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm actually like two weeks before St. Nick's Day. I can buy some little things that I can shove in stockings. And that's like fantastic because usually it's like three days before and I'm like, oh my God, it's St. Nick's Day in a couple of days. I didn't buy anything. And I have to run to the grocery store and just buy candy or look to see what can get shipped overnight on Amazon or something like that. So... <laughs> So advice for those who are procrastinators, maybe schedule it, put it in your calendar to plan ahead. But I think the gifts at the end of the day aren't really that important. What I heard you saying, I'm also in complete agreement with with it, which is, especially on the holidays, the real gift is spending time with each other. So how do you create the space and time, not only to spend that time with each other, but to make sure you can be present? I know historically for me, the holidays often have been really busy with work. I would remember, you know, in the midst of some holiday, you know, event, like going to hide myself away in an office to work for a few hours to prepare for some presentation or something that I had to deliver. And so I think in my wisdom, I've made sure to just block off the entire holiday kind of week that we celebrate and really dedicate that time to being present with the kids and disconnect from devices, and this year, for instance, we're scheduling a trip where we schedule a trip to go to a national park. So we're going to Zion National Park, and it's kind of in those moments when we can do a family trip where we totally disconnect that we can actually just be together. We don't have to think about who's got to get carted around to which activity, or you know, what homework needs to be done, or what house project are we behind on, or whatever else it might be. <laughs> We can step away and really just enjoy being with each other and seeking to find those gifts. You know, what is it that we can learn even about what's been happening in each other's lives? Because life can just be so very busy that that biggest gift from my perspective is just being able to spend time and be present with each other.
0: I think for us, one, one way I like to slow down is um, a jigsaw puzzle. I love a good jigsaw puzzle, although I recently found out my family, including Arthur, (laughs) told me that none of them really enjoyed it. But (laughs) so you force the family to participate in the puzzle activity? I do not force. I usually have it, I'll work on it. And but I think during the holidays, when I'm doing it, a lot of times, sometimes we're visiting family or something. And so they're away from home and they don't have as much stuff to do. They always have their electronics, but I might say like, Hey, help me out with this. I often can get them to do that. I didn't realize that they didn't enjoy it, but <laughs> I think till recently, but I, I think I don't believe it. I think they enjoy it a little bit. They don't want to spend like the hours that I spend on it, but they do enjoy doing little bits and pieces here and there. And and so sometimes just doing those kind of things where you might not be talking. Sometimes you might, but most of the time you don't. But you're just you're just there in parallel. you know, yeah, we want to get kids away from parallel play and to cooperative play, but parallel play is sometimes nice too. I just think about how much I love them when I'm there. And I I personally believe that energy exudes, even if we're not talking. I love this concept of parallel play. And honestly, it's my favorite
1: oftentimes way to kind of interact with the kids because if I'm trying to make an effort to like engage with them, I'm getting the full-on teenager like, ugh, mom, really? Like, just let me be. <laughs> and uh, we, I also love uh, jigsaw puzzles. So Hugh and I do the same. We actually just started one the last time we were at our cabin. And we encourage the kids to come and help us and they have no interest. But the often parallel play activity would be Legos. So that's the ideal one. And my youngest absolutely loves doing Legos with Hugh. Those two are just soulmates together in the Lego world. And Samantha and I will play volleyball. She would play volleyball every minute of every day if she had a chance to. (laughs) And so I try to create space for that, even though it's not always fun. I'm not Nearly as good as her, and I'm super lazy. Like I don't want to have to move as fast as I need to (laughs) to play volleyball, especially when I'm just trying to relax. Um, But those are things that we enjoy. And Samantha's twin absolutely is an amazing reader. So parallel play with him is super easy. We can both just cuddle up on the couch and read, and just enjoy being in the same space, especially in front of a fire. It's super amazing.
0: Uh, I love to read, and out of the four kids, I only have one reader bummer for me, but I guess one's not bad. The other thing is games. We mm-hmm. often will bring games to play card games, <laughs> a lot of card games, but we bring other games too, that we try to get everyone, you know, something that ever, all levels can play. One of the favorite ones is Old Maid only because, well, it used to be Clark who could not keep a straight face if he got it or gave it. You always knew, but now now he's 17. He's got it under control, but now Dinah cannot control himself when he gets it or gives it. So it always is very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. No games are things. But I also wanted to go back to something else you said that's a really important thing to think about doing for a you mentioned the stockings. And for us, it was also ornaments. Like each year, if I don't procrastinate, there've been a few years where I kind of missed, but Usually I get an ornament for each one that represents their year, something that they accomplished in their year and it has their name on it. And so, you know, when their name changed, we started changing the ornament we got, but I also used to ask them and I still ask Dinah, do you want the ornaments with your birth name? Because for a long time, Clark was fine with it, but when we moved and he was non-disclosed the first year he wanted it on the back of the tree that place where no one would really walk, but he still wanted them up. And then after that, he didn't want them on the tree anymore. And he's been on such a journey. I'm almost curious about this year if he would care if they're on the tree or not. And Dinah has always been fine with the old ones on the tree, but he's gotten more non discloses here. So I'll be interested to hear what he feels. I like to do ornaments two as gifts but what i'm
1: thinking about is when they were little you know the kids would make ornaments like at school and often there would be like a photo of them from like you know 4k or whatever that the teacher would just print out on a normal piece of computer paper and like cut out in the shape of an ornament or something and then tie it up i absolutely love those and it just breaks my heart that samantha just Absolutely hates them. It was in this period of time when she was growing out her hair, but she's just this beautiful, glowing human being, but she is not at all on board with how she appears in those, and so it's something that kind of breaks my heart and I think it's really important. The message here is you know, listen to your kids <laughs> so i I keep it. I have that somewhere else, right? I can enjoy it, but obviously, if she doesn't, I listen and I pull that down for her. But the holidays are such a special time,
0: so if nothing else, to our listeners, yes, there is a lot of stress. There's a lot of busyness that can happen, but we really hope you take a moment to slow down and just enjoy each other's company. Enjoy this like amazing gift that we've been given, that our kids have been given to know themselves so well. I just, I always am in awe of that. Yes, I
1: agree. In fact, they know themselves so well that they've been confident enough to communicate and share that and ask for our support of them. It's beautiful. and These are amazing human beings. We're going to go on to continue changing the world in amazing ways. That's a wrap on this episode of Transparently Speaking. Thanks for joining us today. Join us again on the 1st and 15th of every month for our next podcast.
0: Thank you to Filter for our awesome music. That's P-H-I-L-T-Y-R. Check them out at Apple Music, YouTube Music, Spotify, or anywhere you download music. As a reminder, we welcome your feedback and questions. Email us anytime at transparentlyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com.
1: If you're taking something away from our podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take a moment to provide us a review. The more listeners and reviews, the more people we can reach
0: and support. Thanks in advance. Cheers from Joy and Diana.